Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Help Desk for Wednesday, the 24th of March. I'm Tess Bennett. And I'm Peter Wells. And on today's episode of the Help Desk, we're taking a look at what's out there on your phone that's going to help you on your mental health journey. So we're devoting the whole episode just to this one topic as an explainer. And this is one that Peter has filed for a column for his other job. But how did you come across this story, Pete? Look, I'm going to be honest, uh, it, it was spurred on by a press release that I got. So Google uh, had added a new feature to their search products. It's basically, sorry, whenever you get a mental health plan, which is the first thing you would do at a GP before seeing a counsellor or a therapist, you do this kind of questionnaire, this nine-point questionnaire. And Google has now added that to their, their search function with the help of Black Dog Institute and uh, Lifeline uh, as a way of people being able to do the kind of self-diagnosis and see whether they should then speak to a GP and get the the help that they might need. And what one of the reasons I found it so interesting is that according to Google, the searches around depression peaked to an all-time high of around March last year. And I think that's pretty understandable. It was a pretty mm-hmm. anxious time out there. And uh, yeah, so so a lot of people are suffering. As part of this, I spoke to a couple of therapists who told me that their, their bookings are through the roof. And so I thought this could be a really interesting way of saying, look, you might be on a waiting list to, to get help, or you might not have even thought about doing that. Here are some ways to explore those issues a bit with technology, because I think one of the wonderful things about, say, exploring a YouTube channel or a podcast or diving into some articles is you can do it privately on your phone. So some people have a bit of anxiety about seeking mental health uh, advice. and, And I think being able to do that so privately is a is a really good thing. So the number one question, I guess, that, that comes to mind is around playing Dr. Google mm-hmm. in or relying too much on Dr. Google in a situation like this. I guess what from Google's launch of that that tool you just mentioned of mm. those those questions, what's their thinking around uh, I guess people at home self-diagnosing and how they stop that and, and push people or nudge people into seeking help elsewhere? Well, the survey is marked in real time. So, you know, the the advice would be to to see someone, to go seek someone uh, professionally uh, if you scored high enough on, on that score. You know, like I said, this is a really trusted survey that has been around for years and uh, is, you know, internationally approved. Uh, so, so it's a nice thing to be adding to Google search. Apparently, it's only available in Australia and the US, which is an, another interesting little move there. But yeah, th- there's a definitely a danger of people sitting at home and self-diagnosing, especially, you know, it's not like a a broken leg. It's very hard sometimes to figure out uh, what might be happening. And so the best idea is, is to 
not overwhelm yourself with the evidence out there or the, sorry the 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 many different articles out there because it's the internet there are going to be very terrible things very terrible advice online as well as really good stuff and and so you know that that's quite tricky i think to to figure out how to judge that but i'm i've gone all over the shop haven't i no you haven't i'm following but what are the good mental health resources that you came across in your research um, I, f- I found quite a few different really great ones. I mean, I mean I've been a massive fan of the Two Shrinks pod, uh, which is a, a podcast down in Melbourne, and they they just talk about ideas around psychology in a really almost academic way or very academic way, uh, but in a really simple way as well. Like they, they don't ever use uh, jargon or anything, uh, in, in, uh, apart from the times where they really have to, and then they explain what the jargon is all about. That's an interesting one because it is really more about exploring just the ideas. They'll, they'll never try to you know, diagnose someone. It's a podcast. I I did find some interesting stuff on YouTube. I I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to recommend any specific brands. But what I would say is the most important thing uh, to look at is is this video trying to say that they can cure you in seven minutes or forty minutes or whatever it is, or is it saying right up front here is some information about this particular topic. If any of this you know resonates with you go speak to a GP or go speak to, a, to to someone or even just call Lifeline or whatever it is. Anything that, that doesn't try to say it's going to cure you in um, in the space of, you know, three ad breaks is, is more trustworthy to me. I, I found that once there's a certain level of monetization in some of this stuff, it starts to feel a bit kind of Tony Robbins-y, you know, like uh, the, the, the self-help guru stuff. And, and look, to be honest, none of this stuff is ever going to be as simple as a late night uh, infomercial will make it seem. And self-help, I think that's a pretty good segue into what about social media? Did you find any resources uh, there that you thought would help or <laughs> help help fix the problems that social media has created? Mm. Um, well, I, I did pop into one or two Facebook groups and immediately thought, oh my God, uh, <laughs> there, there was some, uh, some terrible advice immediately. So one little line I put in the story, I, I wrote it for print. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it today. Cause you know, a lot of the nuance kind of gets cut out when, when you're writing to a print deadline, but yeah, there, there was just, uh, there were, there was some really bad advice. So the, the line I threw in uh, was, you know, don't take any mental health advice as, as gospel when you read it in a Facebook group in the same way you wouldn't trust, uh, you know, vaccine information. Like this is serious stuff. And some people, some groups are just hellfires. So because of that, uh, what I found really um, helpful, and I've mentioned it a couple of times on the show, is taking a bit of a social media diet. And I've been doing that uh, for the last couple of weeks now. And I really do think it is helpful if you are the kind of person who reaches for a, a social media app as the first thing you do is when you get out of bed. Maybe start you know, maybe maybe like throw it off the homepage or stick it in a folder or even delete it from your phone and replace the the big blue F with, uh, you know, a meditation app or something like that. Those, uh, I guess in those social media, sorry, in those Facebook groups, a little bit of knowledge is like very dangerous in the, in the comment section. Uh, mm-hmm. People are, you know, coming from a good place, but 
yeah, take, often dispensing terrible advice. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of it is, is swelled in with the, the lived experience from them. And so if you, th- there's no point even arguing it because it's going to be tied back into what they believe so, so much about their own story. And is there one final piece of advice you'd like to give? And, you know, could you try and end it on a positive? <laughs> yes, of course. I would say, uh, even though I just, you know, made a, a bit of fun about social media, there is something to be said about realizing that you're not alone in your own struggle that you're going through, especially right now. This has been a really tough year for a lot of people. And so I, I, I think that just finding that, again, you're not alone, whether it be just a kind of comedy podcast that uh, discusses isolation and things like that, or even popping into some of those social media groups and just take all the advice off the table, but just listen to the kind of pain and hurt that that is kind of out there. I think maybe, I know that sounds weird, but I I think in a certain way, isolation is one of the the leading causes of depression and the idea of isolation, of, of that I'm the only person suffering at the moment, really compounds depression or anxiety in people. So um, you're not alone, I guess, is the final thing to say if you are having a bit of a tough one at the moment. But there is help out there. Speak to a GP. There's nothing wrong with it. And yeah, have a have a much better 2021. I guess we'll leave it there for today with the hopes of a better 2021. Peter, thank you for your time and uh, sharing, basically sharing your other work with us. (laughs) No worries. Uh, I'm using every part of the buffalo, as they say. You've got to do it. Content is content. (laughs) We'll speak to you tomorrow. See ya. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.